You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You are rocking with your host, Matt Labrie, on an all-new episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. And today we are featuring yet another amazing individual that randomly came into my life and randomly might be a weird word to use here because everything happens for a reason, right? But ultimately, we got connected on social media. She's been absolutely amazing, pretty monumental in my growth and keeping my head straight in certain situations as well. And that's why I felt super compelled to bring her here on the show to amplify her message to all of you because I know that we all need to hear this type of shit. Seriously, it is absolutely monumental. Now, before getting into it and before introducing our guest, I want to give a huge shout out to our partners over at Acadium. Now, we are all working remotely right now, so it's rather difficult to add people to our team, whether that's employees, whatnot. So... Acadium is allowing us to have remote marketing interns. You've heard me talk about them in the past. Acadium is allowing us to have remote marketing interns join our team again, remotely, safely, COVID-friendly, so that we're able to still get our projects done, add that additional person to our team, get that extra bandwidth on our team, whether you're a speaker, a business person, a coach, an author, a podcast, or whatever the case is, there's someone on this platform that's able to help you with your marketing, whether that's from your social media to your website and everything in between. So if you want to check it out, if you want to check Acadium out and what their database has to offer you, go over to the show notes of this episode where you can click that pretty little link. You don't even need to stop listening to this episode to be able to check them out. So go ahead and do that. But now I want to introduce you to our friend, friend of the show, friend of mine, Madeline Pregelman. She is an energy healer who helps professionals and entrepreneurs clear energetic debris that make business feel hard so they can accelerate their results and live with more ease. And you want to know what? She works with entrepreneurs, but if you're not in business, whether you're a nurse, a interior designer, or whatever you're doing... This could help you too. I promise you that. So without further ado, I bring to you my friend, Madeline. Madeline, my friend, I am super excited to have you here on Decoding Success. It is an absolute pleasure. So thank you for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Cool. Now, we kick this show off the same way every single time. And I'm really curious, especially hearing this from you, how do you personally define success? I think it just depends on the person. For me, success is ultimate freedom in all senses of the the word. Being able to travel whenever I want, being able to buy whatever I want, um, having all the things that I want in life and just feeling completely free to do that. To me, that's success. I love it. So how do you get into the mindset and or the belief system that you actually deserve all of that? I think it's just connecting to your true nature, who you truly are as a soul. I think we have all become disconnected from that. We think that we're our personality. We think that we're our bodies. We think we are our results. So it's really just tapping into our true nature, like our divinity, um, being God in form and realizing that as God informed, we are worthy because we exist and every single person is and nothing that happens in life, nothing from your past or your future could ever change that worthiness. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And the reason I asked that is because this morning I actually saw something, I forgot who posted it, but it was along the lines of how we compromise our greatness to fit in. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, we will stop, you know, talking about our accomplishments or we'll stop, you know, striving to an extent just so that we fit in with everyone else. Which is crazy to think like we would actually do that to ourselves as go-getters and high achievers and just humans in general, right? Yeah, well, it's a basic human need to want to have acceptance. Like back in the day when we lived in tribes, if you weren't accepted by the tribe, by your tribe, then you starved and you died. And so that's Mm -hmm. ingrained in our brains. Like our brains want people to accept us. So it can feel really hard to, to break out of what's normal and to be who we fully are because our brain wants to survive. Yeah. So how do you deal with the turbulence or what would you say to someone that's dealing with the turbulence of breaking those patterns, breaking those habits of, you know, keeping yourself in that box per se? Of wanting to be normal? Yeah. I mean, like you're, and if you are going against that, right, if you have done the work to be able to go against that and say, you know what, like, I realize I'm compromising my greatness. I realize that I can be going further in life and I'm keeping myself, you know, um, I'm pretty much just staying who I am to fit in. So if someone starts to break that pattern, what would your advice be to the person that's making those changes, knowing that they are going to face, you know, some, some turbulence per se? Yeah, I think it comes back to establishing a really good relationship with yourself, kind of how you talked about in the beginning about worthiness. We have to be able to feel worthy and we have to have self-trust, self-compassion. We have to become our own best friend. And that can be really hard because we're not taught how to love ourselves. We're taught to be hard on ourselves when we fail or when we mess up and, and not to have compassion. But it's really just looking at like, how would I treat a friend? How would I treat somebody who really means a lot to me? Would I show up for them? Would I tell them they're bad and wrong? Would I make fun of them? And then giving that exactly back to yourself because we can get it sometimes from people, but ultimately if we're not giving ourselves that acceptance and just being there for ourselves, it's going to be really hard to step outside of that box of normal and do something different. So basically what you're saying is, and this is really interesting, by the way, like I'm so glad you brought this up because it's like the first time I've heard it in this sense. So what you're saying is to essentially give yourself the same attention you would to a best friend if they were going through something, right? Yeah. And two, looking at like, am I treating my friends the best that I could? Because I think even some people don't show up for the people in their lives completely aligned to love. What I like to look at is just like, is every action that I'm doing with other people and with myself, is it fully aligned to the frequency and to the energy of love? I don't think that's something that's really happened in our world and it has to happen now and it has to happen for self-acceptance. We have to fully align to love with every action we're doing, every bite that we eat, every Mm -hmm. time like in Like we can't force ourselves to exercise. We have to do it because it makes us feel good and because we love ourselves, not because we think we're fat and unworthy and worthless, right? Every single thing we do throughout the day, every thought we think, it has to come back to love. And, you know, that's how we should be treating our friends and that's how we should be treating ourselves. 
Yeah, I love that. And the reason I'm so interested at, you know, in regards to that point is because I am very well aware that we would make a promise to someone else and we'll keep that promise. But if we make a promise to ourselves, we'll be the first ones to go against that promise, right? We, we essentially lie to ourselves in that sense. And the way you make it sound, which I agree with, is the fact that we will critique ourselves to the utmost extent, we'll be hard on ourselves, et cetera. Meanwhile, when a friend is going through something, we're compassionate, we have empathy, yeah. et cetera. So I'm sitting here and I'm just like, yeah, Matt, like you need to start treating yourself like you treat your friends. <laughs> Crazy. Definitely. So Madeline, talk to me about your journey, right? I want to know who Madeline was in high school. I want to learn what her dream was then, what her goals were, who was she hanging out? I want to know if we were going to be hanging out back then. <laughs> Probably because I think we were both kind of rebels and rule breakers, but um, wow. Um, I think I grew up, I would say the thing that I struggled the most with in my life was feeling unworthy. Like I hated myself more than anybody I ever knew. And I didn't even, I felt all the bad things, ugly, fat, stupid. I think stupid was like the biggest thing because I was never really good at school. I was always an amazing writer and creative, but still can't do math. Like all that was really hard. So it started off with all my classmates making fun of me for being bad in school, um, getting made fun of for the way that I looked. Um, and I really took all that personally because I had this deep desire to be accepted. All I wanted was Mm. to be accepted. And so I really struggled with feeling unworthy, but I always knew one thing for sure. And that was that I wanted to help people. I always was naturally good at getting down to the core of what was happening and helping people work through their problems. So I thought I was going to be a therapist. Um, But because I was so bad at school, when I graduated college with my degree in psychology, I was like, there's no way I'm taking, what is it, the GRE, the test to get into grad school. There's no way I'm going to grad school and putting myself through that. And so I left and I moved to Thailand and Vietnam. I, I lived there for about a year. And when I was there, I was like, I'm just going to give myself this time. I'm going to figure everything out. I know I want to help people and I'm just going to live and see what comes to me. And that's where like all of what I do today really began because I started studying yoga and meditation and spirituality with some of the best healers like in the world. And I lived on this tiny little island, just studying all of these things. And for the first time in my life, I felt at peace. And I had been through therapy for years. It never helped. And I just, I always knew there was more and I I finally found it. And so when I came back, I integrated everything that I learned into what I teach now. And um, yeah, I guess that's just like the the brief overview of, of me. I love that. So why'd you decide to go to Thailand? By the way, it's one eleven one 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 right now. How crazy On is the that? 11th. On the 11th. Um, what convinced you to go to Thailand? Like what came over you and said, Thailand is where I need to go? You know, I think I led my life always kind of, most people would say by the seat of my pants, but for me, what does it was that mean? Hold on. What does that like mean? Like flying by the seat of the pants. Like she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. She just kind of okay. does whatever. But for me, it was just like, I would get these feelings about something. And I just, I had this feeling like, go, 
leave and I trusted it. And that was the start of realizing like, wow, we all have this ability to have higher knowing. And I really developed that when I was living in Thailand, something about the energy there is so different. And I, I started having all these crazy insights and I was like, wow, there's like, we have this ability to access something greater than we are that can always guide us perfectly. But yeah, it was just this deep knowing, like a gut feeling, but I was hearing it. I was hearing go, leave, like just go. So you followed your gut? I did. What is your advice to someone that's not following their gut right now? Because it's not always an easy decision to make. Like Mm -hmm. you jumping ship, going to Thailand, like that's out of the ordinary. Did you go by yourself? Yes. And it was terrifying. When I, so I lived in Vietnam for quite a while in Ho Chi Minh City, which is like one of the busiest cities in the world. And I always hated cities. And um, I had to drive a motorbike like all through this crazy traffic. I was like paralyzed in fear. It was crazy. But um, for people who want to trust themselves. So what I teach about now is we have a soul and we have a personality. So our soul is like what I talked about in the beginning. It's that divine part of ourselves. It's the light inside. It's our true nature. It's also what leaves when we die. So it's the life force energy that we each have. And it's it's all of what's true of us. It's love, it's joy, it's freedom. That's where our purpose resides. But then we have our personality and that's where the ego lies. It's where doubt and fear and criticism and judgment lies. And those are two separate distinct things that make up who we are. And so what we have to first do is realize the difference between those two and how to listen to both. So higher guidance or intuition that comes from your soul. And so the first step is learning how to get quiet, get present and detach from that ego, that fear voice. So you can actually hear that higher guidance. So that can come from meditation or yoga or just watching your thoughts throughout the day because the mind is always going. And if your mind is always going, it's really hard to connect to intuition, like impossible. The intuition or the mind is always clouding intuition. And the thing about intuition is it will never speak from fear. It might say something like leave for Thailand. And then you're like, oh, that's so scary. Like it brings up so much, right? but it would never say, don't go to Thailand because you might die. It would never speak <laughs> that way. Right? right. That's the personality. And so that's kind of like the key to knowing when you're hearing your soul, when you're hearing your higher guidance and to trust it, it's just a choice. It's just knowing that when you hear that voice, it can never lead you wrong. And it's actually going to lead you in a better path than you ever thought possible. Right. I love that. And I resonate with that on a super high level. One thing you brought up there was the fact that we're always thinking, right? Thoughts are always coming Mm -hmm. in, circulating, whatever. How do you watch your thoughts versus become attached to them, right? For me personally, this is something I'm working on. And I know that a lot of people that tune into this need to. Mm -hmm. Um, It's super important. One thing that's been working for me is making sure that I'm grounding myself. Like literally, if I'm walking, I'll tell myself right foot, just hit the ground, left foot. Like I'll literally go to that extent to like bring myself into the present. And that really, really helps. But I'm curious, like what you have to say in regard to that. I mean, for me, yoga was life changing Mm -hmm. before. So when I moved to to that little island in Thailand, I did a month long yoga certification. We were doing six hours of yoga a day. And I was diagnosed with ADHD as a child. I don't identify with that anymore, but I was on medicine 
middle school, high school, college, they told me I'd get thrown out of middle school if I wasn't put on medicine. And so focusing actually was really hard for me before. And what I realized was, again, it's a choice. It's a choice to learn how to slow the mind down through practices like yoga, through meditation. And it's called a practice for a reason. Like you're not meant to go into it and it's supposed to be easy to focus. You're meant to go in and learn how to watch the mind. And it's just like, watching any, I like to think of it like an ocean wave. Like you watch it go in and you watch it come out and you watch it go in and you watch it go out. So we're going to have the thoughts no matter what. We have a brain. We have this like ego consciousness. So it's not being able to fully shut it off. It's being able to be like, okay, there it goes again and watch it go like a wave and just right. watch it go and watch it go and not attach to it. And eventually you do get to, like, I feel that I'm in a place where like my mind feels generally clear. Like, of course I have thoughts like, Oh my God, like they might judge you or, or whatever, like from my ego, but they're not as much. I feel very open. And so I think the main thing is practice and mm. also remembering that it, might never fully go away and that's okay. It's just choosing to not attach to it. Right. I was going to ask you, what would your opinion be or what would your advice be to someone that isn't seeing the result they want, right? And I I bring this up because you bring up yoga. I am someone that completely rushes the journey. Like my Mm -hmm. yoga instructor, she says to me all the time, she and I do it, but like clearly I struggle. Like it's not necessarily peaceful, especially when I'm practicing yoga and there's like a position or whatever they're called. Um, and I'm just like forcing myself to do it. But the same thing happens when it comes to making sure you're not attaching to thought or identifying with thought, right? And you might have like three good days in a row and then the next four are just like, oh fuck, like I fell back down. So what's your advice to someone that's not necessarily seeing that result? Obviously you said it's okay. It might not ever go away, but I'm curious to go a little bit deeper for me what helped the most was not making it wrong when I had a few good days and then there was a bad one because the process of healing the process of growth like we can't heal from something or grow out of something unless we really process and feel it and go through it. So whenever I have that moments where I'm like feeling really unworthy or really crap about myself, I don't go, oh my gosh, I'm not making progress. It's not getting better. I go, wow, something came up that's going to bring me into my next level. What is here for me? Like, Mm -hmm. what am I feeling? What am I thinking? Why is this here? Did something happen? Am I experiencing something that triggered me? And then I heal that and I move on. But I think we really have to change our perception around the process of growth and remembering it's not linear. We can never go backwards, but it might feel like we do right before we have a huge breakthrough because we have to experience the old to let it out of our cellular memory. Um, Mm. And there's no way to be doing yoga and meditation and all of these things and not grow. It's just different times for everyone. And so it's that faith. It's not trust because trust is kind of, it can be temporary. Faith is like that unwavering. I know this will happen no matter what, no matter what it looks like. And I believe and no matter what it looks like. So it's the faith too. Talk to me about that cellular memory. That was a bit of a tongue twister real quick. You brought this up to me last night. I'm curious, like, how do we release these types of things? How do we release emotions, experiences from our cellular memory? 
Yeah. So just like how I talked about how we have a soul and a personality, we also have different aspects of ourselves when it comes to healing. So we have our mind, which has to process and be reprogrammed. But then we also have our cells and our body and our energy. Everything on its most simple form is made up of energy. Every cell, if you bring it all the way down, it's energy. And so just as an example, let's say you go through a trauma. Let's say your your parents get divorced. That happened to me. And then your your mind starts to think something about it, but also your body starts to feel something about it, mm. right? So therapy, a lot of things, they work in the mind, but we can't fully heal from something unless we remove the energetic, the emotional attachment, which exists in ourselves. And so that's what I work a lot with people on is clearing the frequency, the energy out of their body. Because when we hold that energy, we might think, yeah, I'm okay. I love myself. It's great. Um, you know, relationships can last forever as related to divorce, but our body might be like, oh, it's not safe. I'm not okay. And so mm-hmm. there's this like contradiction within our bodies. And so we have to learn how to clear it out of ourselves in order to fully heal. And if we don't, it can make everything feel hard. It can make relationships feel hard, business feel hard. That's especially what I focus with people on and life um, because our body is like putting out this energy, putting out this frequency. We are this person still if we hold that energy and our mind's thinking something else. So we're like in complete contradiction with ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. No, it does. It makes a ton of sense. Um, So before going deeper on that, I'm curious, what do you feel like was your biggest takeaway from that year abroad? Like, was it something personal or was it something you learned? Yeah, I learned that anything can heal. Um, I I think I shared with you before, like I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease at 10. I had anxiety my whole life. Later, when I was in Thailand, I realized I kind of had been depressed my whole life too. I didn't realize that before. So I had all these things and... um, you know, after doing these practices, it's all gone. Like I don't, I don't identify with it at all in the least. And that was one thing I really realized. I remember walking out of my yoga practice one day and looking down at my leg, which is where the autoimmune condition was. It looks like a big bruise down my leg and just seeing that it looked like it had spread. And in the past, I would have freaked out, called my doctor, flown to New York because I was flying to New York every month to see this doctor for years. And I just heard this voice again and it said, anything can heal. Like you're okay. Right. And that was the moment where I realized like, no matter what I feel, no matter what I experience, no matter what anybody does, like there is healing available. Right. That's so powerful. And I appreciate the vulnerability and the transparency, right? Like that's, you know, that's how people learn. That's how people resonate. So, you know, for you to hop on here and feel comfortable to like share these things, that's super powerful and, you know, definitely grateful for that. Of course. Um, Cool. So you told us about your journey. Talk to me about what you're doing now and like, how can we familiarize the normal person? Um, Someone that's not so educated on the energies and all that fun stuff like myself. Um, How can we, you know, simplify it for them? Well, energy is just energy in motion. So to answer your question, what I do now is I support entrepreneurs to clear the energetic debris that makes business feel hard so that their results can accelerate and they can live with more ease. Mm -hmm. So 
like I said before, everything is energy. I have an energy. You have an energy. Like a text message has an energy. You know, if you ever get a text from somebody who's angry and you're like, <gasps> you feel it, right. that energy was emitted into you. So I like to think about it like this. When you're born, imagine that your body was a house. And imagine that throughout your life, you never cleaned that house. People came over, traumas happened, all this stuff happened in your house and it never got cleaned once. That is the energy that we collect through our lives from trauma, from people, from things we go through, everything. And so when we're not clearing that, it feels really hard to move forward. It can cause stress. It can cause anxiety. It can cause disease. It can cause so much, um, not just in the result in the body or your experience in life, but taking it a little bit more woo-woo, but the law of attraction. Because we live in what's called a quantum field, everything in between us is energy. We live Mm -hmm. in energy as well. And so we're always attracting to us the energy of what we are. So if we never cleaned that energy, yeah, you might be able to work really hard and make a lot of money, but it'd be a lot easier if you just cleaned your energetic house and you came into vibrational resonance with what you want. And then it's literally attracted to you. So there's like the two parts of it. It's like, yeah, holding these energies, they cause disease, they cause mental health issues, they cause so much stress, like so many things, but also it makes it a lot harder to be successful and to maintain that success because we are the embodiment of something. I know like you probably know with personal growth, like you have to embody the teachings. You can't just think them. You have to embody them. It's really hard to embody something if you have all this energetic crap in you. And once you can embody that, all the little things in between become so much easier. Mm. So that's kind of just like the basics. What would one of these cleaning the house exercises look like? Like, uh, and you don't need to give it all away unless you want to, but I'm curious, (laughs) like, what is that? Yeah. So it, it just depends what you're working with, but what I, the type of energy healing that I do is called alchemy. So essentially it's transforming the lower energies, doubt, fear, pain, anxiety into the higher ones, joy, love, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just like how alchemy, like back in the day was like turning metal into gold. It's the same, but it's with the high frequencies and the low frequencies. So if you're feeling doubt, Well, the first step is really just being aware of what you feel, being so present to your body and your experience and being like, oh, I'm feeling this way right now. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And what higher frequency energy can I tap into? I am a believer. Like I teach all my clients how to do this. I studied for five years, like one-on-one with a energy healer, shaman who was amazing, but she made it really complicated. I'm a huge believer that we all have this inside of ourselves. So somebody's hearing this and they're like, oh my gosh, like I can't do this. You can. Um, and it's just a matter of like tapping into that high frequency. So I, my default is always love. Love can transform anything. So I, I like to think of my mom. Even if I'm feeling doubtful, I think of my mom, the love I have for my mom. And I just breathe it into my body. I breathe it into the doubt and I feel it alchemizing the doubt until it's gone. And it might sound simple. It might sound like a visualization or something that 
almost fantasy, but it's really right. doing something. And there have been doctors who have done research studies on this. A guy like a doctor healed his ankle through visualizing and feeling the right energies go into his ankle. I have to find that research study. But even doctors are showing that this is real. That's so powerful. So essentially what you're saying is that you envision your mom because you have love for your mom and you breathe that into the negative feeling. I feel it. So it's just like when you're visualizing your goal, it's not enough to just see it. You have to feel it. You have to become the frequency. So it's the same with healing. You can't just think, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself, which is like what therapy kind of teaches us. Love yourself anyway. Well, yeah. Like how do I do that? Right? Sure. You have to feel the energy of it. And when you feel it and bring that into your body and all the places that hold the low frequencies, your cells start to shift. They start to change and to make it more scientific when you command your body to do something when you think something all of your body starts to fire in response Mm. to that it doesn't have to be woo woo like you command your body to do something it does it right well what is with you and all this woo woo stuff because a lot of people who aren't super spiritual they think that like energy healing is like really woo woo well you just got to get them to drink the kool-aid yeah exactly by talking about Uh, the science right okay that works that works cool so i'm curious like what is a question you wished more people would ask you not even just on podcasts but maybe even like your clients right and i think the reason i asked this question to you is because maybe there's someone out there that's kind of wanting me to ask a question that i'm not asking right now so hopefully um, it comes out through you Wow. What is something that I wish more people would ask me? That's a really good question. It's a selfish one. So I don't expect people to have the answer off the top of their head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very selfish question. We don't necessarily think like that, you know? So. Yeah. I've never thought about it before. Mm. I guess, you know, I like what you asked, like, how do you actually start with energy healing? Because think it can feel really unattainable. Like you see these psychics and these people who are like, you know, really out there and you see them doing energy healing and talking about all these crazy things. And it feels like really unattainable, but we all have this like healer archetype. We all have the ability to be a healer. So I love that you asked that because we can all do it. And I think it's important that we remember that we don't have to rely on anybody. And it's actually crucial that we all learn these skills because they're the foundation of success without knowing how to reprogram our mind, reprogram our energy. It's really hard to move forward in anything. Yeah. Now, before you mentioned something along the lines of like, when you clean that house, you're able to accelerate, you know, your growth, accelerate your business. I don't mean to challenge you by asking this, but I'm just like curious, like if it's meant to happen, it would happen right at like the right time. So like, how does it accelerate? Yeah, there's definitely divine timing. Like that is a thing. But just going back to the law of attraction and how everything is energy and we live in this quantum field, if somebody has energy inside of them from a chat from when they were a child that says life is really hard. Or I know for me, it was like, I had one that was like, "I, I could never be successful. Like I'm stupid. I could never be successful. And even though I didn't consciously realize I had that, that energy 
was in me. And Mm. so that was constantly being output, even though my mind was like, I'm successful, I'm successful. That energy was in me. So that was always attracting things to be harder. And so we all hold different types of energies like this around business, around life, around relationships, and it all impacts everything, especially for entrepreneurs. Everything we are is our business. And so when we clean out those subconscious energies that maybe we could kind of feel sometimes, when we clear them out, we become in vibrational resonance and full clarity with what we want. And that pulls it towards us. Like I have so many stories of clients doing an energy healing and like feeling like, oh, it's so hard. Where are the clients coming from? It's hard to find clients. And they're like, Two people just messaged me and they already signed up because they cleared out all of those energies. Yeah, they already had the beliefs, but they cleared out the energies that they were embodying with every action they took, every post they put out, every ad they did. It was infused with their energy. So people feel that whether they realize it or not. And when you clear it out, it becomes easier for people to come to you and results to come to you. Right. I love that. I I really, really love that because... I feel like I need a clean house a bit, but uh, <laughs> outside of that, um, what do you feel like is the most monumental piece of advice you've been given? Um, that it can all come from within everything, answers, healing. Of course, we have to have the guidance to be able to have those tools to do it. But my teacher that I studied with five years, she was the one who really taught me about my soul and that all I had to do was ask my soul. And that to me was so freeing because even though I always flew by the seat of my pants, I always had my intuition or whatever. I didn't trust it because I didn't know where it was coming from and I didn't know how to receive it all of the time on demand. It was kind of just like a fluke thing. And so I think that's probably some of the best advice I've ever gotten. Why was that given to you though? Like, was there a specific moment that it came about or was it just like over time? Um, well, when I first met her four or five years ago, I, I don't remember exactly. I had started my coaching business and you got to make a lot of decisions in business. So it was like different than just making a life decision where it was like, okay, if I mess up, like it'll be okay. Like I'll figure it out. But business, like it felt like such a bigger deal. And she was like, you can always trust your soul. Every when you, she's like, when you clear energetically, and that's a big part of being able to hear intuition. If you're not clear, you got everybody's opinions in you. You're, you know, what your mom told you as a kid, what this teacher told you, that's Mm -hmm. all in you. It's hard to hear clearly. But she was like, when you clear your energy and you ask, that's all you need. That's your best answer. It doesn't matter what that coach says. It doesn't matter what that book says. And that's freeing right now because there's so much information out there. It can feel really hard for entrepreneurs to know which strategy, to know what to post, to know what to do and this and that. And so it also helps cut through the noise. And that has been such a gift because there is a lot out there. Yeah, there's a ton out there. As you can see, even behind me, there's literally so much. Um, Cool. What do you feel like was a piece of advice you didn't want to hear at the time it was given to you, but proved to be true over time? (laughs) You got some good questions. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) That I didn't want to be true. 
I think it was about the autoimmune condition because when I realized anything could be healed, the first thing that I had to realize was I created everything. I created this disease. I created my depression. I created my anxiety. I created my lack of results in business. I created whatever I had. That is hard to fully admit. But when we do, when I did, it was also freeing because when we can admit that we've created it all, we can create it all differently. Well, hearing that alone might make someone feel down. No, I mean like that's really hard to be accountable for. It is, but it doesn't mean it's your fault. It doesn't mean you're bad and you're wrong because you did this and that. It just means like, okay, if my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions and thus my actions create what I have, then I created this. It doesn't have to be charged with like you're bad and wrong, which right. is what we so often do, right? When Very we, much so. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that way. Okay. If only <laughs> I could believe that now, right? Because it's like one thing to hear it. And I think there's like, a, I feel like a lot of the stuff we talked about, it's like, yeah, I understand it, but it's another thing to like step into it and believe it, right? And it's like going down to what you said about faith. Like I have in God, I trust a tattooed across my chest, but I don't live that every day. You know, so like, it's really hard. And I mean, if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? Like everyone would be fucking flying around doing whatever. Um, So how do you step into the actual belief? Like, that's where I feel like a lot of people have that challenge. The belief of I created everything or the belief in yourself or what? I guess a little bit of both. And I'm sure your response would go hand in hand. programming yeah you know the cia and the government like they have all these mind control things right they for prisoners and whatever but we can also do that to ourselves in positive ways so when i I just related your question back to like okay what did i do it's those practices every day that bring you back I read every day something that reminds me of what I know to be true. Because on a soul level, we all do know it's true that God exists, that faith is real, that we create our reality, that anything can heal all of these higher beliefs. We all know that on a soul level. So we have to, but we have to remind ourselves because we live in a body and we live in a world that's clogged with energy. You know, you turn on the news, fear. You talk to your friend, fear. Uh, You talk to your mom, doubt. Like, you know, that's generalizing it, but like that's all constantly coming out of at us. So of course we're going to get thrown off. And that's why energy healing isn't something that happens once it happens every day. I heal, I do healings on myself every single day. It's a lifelong thing. And I remind myself of what's true. I read spiritual texts. I meditate, I pray, whatever is going to bring you, whoever's listening to this, Back to what you know to be true. You want to be doing that, priming your day and ending your day with that because you can program your mind positively. Yeah, that's powerful. So last question for you, Madeline. I want to respect your time here. What would, well, let me backtrack. If you could only give one piece of advice for the rest of your life, another tough one for you, right? If you were hopping on podcasts, writing books, working with clients, doing whatever you're doing, if you could only give one piece of advice the rest of your life, what would it be? I would share that you or every single person 
is powerful beyond they could what they could ever imagine beyond belief. Like every single person is so powerful, not just to create their life, their visions, like those are placed there for a reason, but to heal, to have amazing love, like partnership, like you're powerful to create anything that you want. And we, we all are, that's your birthright. That's how you were born. It's your truth. I love that. This has been powerful. This has been fun too, by the way. So thank you. Thank you for that. I'm going to make sure your website, your social handles, all that good stuff are in the show notes. Where do you hang out most on social? Is it Instagram? I like Facebook actually. I'm old school. Um, But I have both. I'm on both every day, um, just under Madeline Eve. And actually Instagram is the Madeline Eve. I'll make sure the show notes have direct links so that people could connect with you. But again, I just want to say thank you. I'm grateful for this. Really excited to be able to amplify it. And you're awesome. (laughs) Thanks for having me. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, from our friend Madeline. Now, I'm going to urge you to make sure you're connecting with her through the show notes where you can find all of her social links and her website, wherever you desire to either reach out or just follow along her journey. You could do so through the show notes of this episode. She's absolutely amazing, always providing content, has amazing services to offer. And like I said, you could find all of that good stuff in the show notes of this episode. And on top of that, you can also find the link to Acadium, our partner that is providing remote marketing interns in the show notes of this episode as well. But outside of that, now that we delivered all of this value to you today, thank you again to Madeline for doing so. I want to urge you to make sure you're sharing it with the people that are in your circle. So if you found this to be a value, the people that are around you, the five closest people to you, I guarantee you will also find this to be a value and maybe they need it and they just don't tell you they need it. This is your opportunity to share it with them. This is your opportunity to be that beacon of light. This is your opportunity to impact someone today and honestly whenever you impact someone whenever you do something nice for someone you always feel better about it yourself so this is your way of kind of being selfish in a sense and doing something for yourself by doing something for someone else if that makes any sense that was a bit of a tongue twister there so again just share this episode in its absolute most simplest form but until next time everyone be blessed peace